That's show here on the Mayo Media Network, uh, presented by Prize Picks. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell to go through Tuesday, March 30th, NHL action. DJ, how are you doing on this wonderful, wonderful Tuesday? Yeah, I mean, uh, I had the roller coaster ride of another Buffalo Sabres hockey game to um, not watch because I, I I just didn't want to. I can't do it to myself. And then as soon as I thought maybe I should turn it on, the, the Sabres turned it off themselves and blew a three nothing lead. So to start the show, Matt, what, what I asked you before we started and we decided to wait was with the Sabres being the clear cut worst team in hockey, who is the second worst? Like right who, who can we just dunk on? But that's like not us because, you know, Meany and all his friends just spend every Everyone show is. just dunking on the Sabres. Like so Meany, even, Meany even tried to get our hopes up tonight. Meany was <sighs> like, tonight's the night the Sabres get the win. And he looked like a genius for the first no. two periods. But yeah, Chris Meany, you have a lot to learn about these Buffalo Sabres, my friend. Um, I, so I wish, and I, I really, really thought about it, putting money on the Flyers when they're down by three. Like I was like, do I do it? I'm like, no, 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 no. This is like, th- they will definitely not come back and win if I put money on it. But man, it was like minus 800. I was like, ooh, yeah, like, so this could be fun. And no way, but. A real talk, it's Columbus, right? <laughs> I mean, like, like I think if you if you're not looking at points, like obviously point wise, they still have enough bank to not be the second worst. But like in reality, they are the second worst team in like, the NHL. You you cannot lose a weekend series uh, convincingly to the Detroit Red Wings. Like they did- they are literally weekend at Bernie's this weekend when they got <laughs> steamrolled by the Red Wings. Like I watched some of the game on Saturday. It was yeah Saturday, and they were getting blown out. The first it, period was a train wreck. Yeah, it, it was, was so horrible. Bad. <laughs> um and, so, and they, we got them here tonight i mean it's yeah, I mean, so like there's there's ottawa and of course you know ottawa right. they're they're plucky but like man like the, it is some tough competition i thought it would be detroit but you know they look good enough this weekend where i think they escaped that uh, designation for right now so yeah. you know may, maybe next show we'll we'll just maybe you can make fun of someone who's not the buffalo Sabres, yeah. meaning but yeah. I, I mean um, yeah it's it's it is a lot of badness at the bottom at, i think <laughs> As far as like the team I'd like to play the most besides the Sabres, it's probably San Jose because they have been so porous defensively. Like it's every time that they're on a slate, it's worth considering putting like four guys against them. They have bad goaltending and they give up a million shots. So it's yeah. Martin Jones actually hasn't been that terrible this year, which is remarkable because the Sharks still aren't very good, but um, it's weird. It's weird. My my favorite stats is uh, last thing. And then we should get, we should get down to it, but (laughs) Sabres have six wins. How many of those wins are from Linus Olmark? I think I actually may have sent this to you. So I don't know. Is it, is it, is it five? I thought Hutton got one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's five of the six. Like he missed over a month and they just (laughs) didn't win. It's so impressive. Like I, so I just brutal. am in awe of this Buffalo Sabres team who have, have not won a regulation game in March since 2018. And I was trying to make like an interesting tweet about this. And I was like, kids will go to preschool that never seen the Sabres win a regulation game in March. And I'm like, I am stretching this to the yeah. end um, degree. So I, I backed out, but anyway, uh, we do have to get over to the, uh, the Tuesday action in front of us here. So before we do that, I do just want to mention Prize Picks. As you know, they are the title sponsor of the show. Um, so make sure you head on over to prizepicks.com and sign up using promo code MMN, as in Mayo Media Network, uh, when you sign up. It's super easy. Uh, all you do is you pick up to five players from, you know, you can say the NHL slate, but you can also do crossword entries from NBA or golf or anything else that's going on. Uh, they'll probably have a line for it. And so what you're doing is you, you have the players over unders uh, fantasy points set. So for hockey, you get three points for a goal, two points for an assist and a half point for a block and a, uh, and a shot on goal. Um, and it's pretty simple. You just pick the over the under for each of those players. Um, and, you know, you just sort of watch the games and you sweat it along with the rest of us. Um, one thing that was really funny on Monday's slate, uh, me and the boys were talking about it. Um, David Backes was an option for the Ducks. So really interested to see how he falls as backwards into hitting his prop there. Um, but, you well, know, just well, unless if he has every shot for that Anaheim team, I think he's not <laughs> quite there yet. Yeah. Like um, 10. Yeah. So anyway, like there's just a lot of fun things you could do over on, um, on, Price picks. So head on over there, use promo code MMM, 
And let's get down to this Tuesday slate. DJ, where do we start? We're starting with Edmonton at Montreal. We have not seen the Canadians in quite some time. Um, They're coming back after a bit of a COVID pause. I I guess we can't be 100% third on the lineup, but they did run morning skate lines on Monday. They're playing a back-to-back Edmonton team. Um, Edmonton is, uh, what, plus 123, and Montreal is minus 141 in their first game back. I think I may have kind of mentioned this before, but it does seem like most teams after a COVID break have played pretty bad. I don't know if that's really backed up by much, but it's it seems like the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> maybe it's just the Sabres and, and the Flyers. I mean, like the Sabres and Flyers both like went on break and just stopped winning. Like, that, like it's what? literally yeah. Space Jam when like the Monstars steal the all the energy and power from the other team. Like that's what happened. And uh-huh. the Sabres and Flyers are both now just a joke. But irregardless, you know, just I think the at first glance in this game, the, the first thing that's going to stand out is how cheap Montreal is on DraftKings. Um, if you're making lineups, I mean, we have guys that are going to be like power play one at 3K. Um, Suzuki, 4,600. There's so much value here against the back-to-back team that it, it's hard to overlook. I know we talked about it in pretty extensive length on the Morning Skate podcast, but do you want to start there? Just give me kind of what your thoughts are on this game from a DFS perspective, because I think it's going to be really highly owned with McDavid's and uh, Pasternak's of the world. Yeah, it's, it's, it's weird because of the, like, the DFS angle is almost kind of different from like my betting thoughts on it, because I really do think that Montreal um, in DFS is, I think you got to look there, you know, like they're just so cheap. They're so good uh, you know, for, for the salary. Like they're so condensed without Tyler to Foley that like, you know, we're getting guys like if you port us back to last year and stay the no Tatar and Gallagher will combine to be like less than 13,000 on DraftKings, like you would take that to the bank every time, especially when Deneau is getting power play time, like he was, you know, before their little COVID pause. So um, like the Montreal side, I do think is really interesting, but man, McDavid at plus 123 playing, you know, not exactly at the height of his powers against the the Leafs, but like, it just doesn't feel like Montreal has the talent to even be in the same building as McDavid at this point, you know, Montreal's struggled to score now for, for quite a while. Um, they, they've not really yeah. scored with any sort of regularity, um, except, except for games against Vancouver, which of course, you know, uh, that's been a thing this year. Um, so, so to me, this feels like I really like getting Edmonton despite being, you know, road back to back, like whatever. I just like getting some plus money there. Um, but you know, I, it's kind of different from the DFS side of things where I do think Montreal is really interesting as well. Yeah. I, I think I, I slightly like Edmonton just because they're, not favored to win this game. I thought it'd be a lot closer to the middle. Um, I do like the under a little bit, but I, I don't know if I like it enough to go crazy just because you have McDavid and try settle in a game. It's really hard for me to just say like, Oh, I'm going to go the under on this because those guys are such special talents. I mean, McDavid in particular that he can break a game wide open, score two assist on two and, you know, absolutely crush you. And the over just hits because of how skilled he is. Um, other than that though, you know, I think that the prop bets are going to be interesting here. I mean, the one guy that I'm hoping we, I can get a prop line on is Petrie. Um, you know, with before, you know, everything went down, we talked a lot about how Montreal's power play runs through the defense. And I think it still will. And Toffoli isn't going to play. And Toffoli was one of the primary shot takers for this team, five on five and the power play that wasn't a defenseman. So I think it really bodes well for Weber and Petrie. Petrie's just too cheap, I think, as well on DraftKings. So if you're stacking up Montreal, which I probably have a bit of, I think he fits in really nicely. I'm hoping to get him over two or two and a half. I think that's probably going to be where he relies. Hopefully DraftKings has a prop, but if not, I'm sure FanDuel will have it. Um, other than that, I think Gallagher shot prop is also going to be interesting depending on where it lands because if it's three and a half and it's you know plus 120 or more, I might really heavily consider it. But um, is there anything that you're interested in as far as props are concerned? Yeah, I mean, player-wise, um, for me, it just McDavid's definitely the guy. Like, he is just on such a sick run this season. Um, <laughs> like, 62 points in 35 games. I believe that's now 63 and 36. Like, just, you know, just just insane stuff out of uh, McDavid to this point. Um, it, 9.2, road back-to-back, I get it. But it's not even like the Monday slate where you had to decide between Matthews and McKinnon and McDavid. Like, now it's just McDavid, and then there's kind of like Bergeron at the top. So, like, DFS, it's a really easy sort of decision for me. 
And then just player props wise, McDavid's literally doing it all. Um, he has 41, 41 shots in his last 10 games, like just, just doing really, really exceptional stuff. Um, so I'm very happy to take his player props whenever. And then Jesse Pogliarvi, um, talk about some condensed, you know, usage. Uh, Chason was a scratch on Monday. If he's a scratch again, Pogliarvi's locked into that top power play job. Um, James Neal should be, you know, should remain out as well, but we'll, we'll see. Um, but like Pogliarvi is getting first dibs at that power play time. And he's just far too cheap across the industry for that, you know, playing on that line with Dreisaitl and McDavid. Um, where I just think you've got to take a stab at him. Um, like, I get it. It doesn't always hit, even when McDavid and Dreisaitl do. Uh, but he's just too cheap, and we know the sort of talent he is. Um, so so I'm pretty big on that. If you want one sort of interesting angle to look at this game, I'm just looking at some of the game props. The Oilers to win after being a goal or more behind is plus 410. You're telling me that Montreal goes up one nothing in this game and Edmonton can't come back and win? Like, this season's been all about the comebacks. Um, and you're telling me that, like, you know, some of these cheap guys on Montreal can't get up early and that McDavid just can't storm on back. Um, that to me seems like a pretty fun line to bet. I don't know. Um, but it, it just seems like that's sort of been the MO of the Oilers just to sort of let McDavid fly when they're, you know, trailing and sort of, he just makes defenses look terrible. Um, so I think that that might be a fun angle to take here at some yeah, decently think, long odds. I think the, the last little thing to cover is the hardest part about Montreal and DFS has been that there hasn't been any concentration of minutes, but there should be in this one. Um, enough guys should still be out. So Jaren Suzuki, Anderson, line one, Tatar, Dano Gallagher, line two, at like either of those stacks, especially if we get some indication they correlate on the power play are going to be, I think, really strong ways to maybe not differentiate enough, but you, you know, seven games late, you might want to get a little bit different, but definitely get cheap guys to go around the stars. Uh, with that being said, are you ready to move over to New Jersey, Boston? The rematch. Yeah, just um, just just one other thing, like <laughs> in regards to that bet. Like you're talking about the plus four ten. The the Canadians are terrible in overtime, and obviously the Oilers have McDavid in overtime. So like, you know that that's even some more value there. I think. You are and also, that. if you're live betting this and this game goes to overtime, like this is the spot where you're like, yeah, just just jam in Edmonton as soon as they go to overtime because they should be like minus three hundred at that point. Okay. But yeah, we can move on. All right. To New Jersey at Boston. Obviously, if you watched or participated in gambling on this game on Sunday, you got Blackwood. And what I mean, we talked about in the Morning Skate Pod again. The save was it wasn't as much that it was maybe the most athletic save of all time or like the craziest, like acrobatic. It was just like the like the anticipation of that puck obviously going in the net and then just somehow the leg just kicks out and it was just so cool and fun and like good for New Jersey and it's season that they're not going to get many big wins to get that shutout against Boston. Um, the biggest news here is, you know, is Marshawn going to be back or not? I, I still don't think we have a hundred percent clarification, so I don't want to assume either way. I kind of feel like I'm siding with him not playing, but I don't yeah, know. We, sure. we didn't get any indication on Monday that he's off the COVID list. So I, I'll, con- I'll continue to keep looking because I'm sort of surprised we didn't get any confirmation yeah. from beat writers one way or the other. Uh, but I assume if he had been pulled off, they would have told us. So like, you know, that's something that on Sunday was a game time decision literally on him. So we might have to deal with that again. If Pasta misses or if, if Marshan misses, sorry, Pasternak should be in. Uh, if Marshan yeah. misses, uh, we'll see a guy like Trent Frederick or Anders Bjork play on that top line. You know, they both played there on Sunday, obviously a one, nothing loss. They could switch that up. Um, maybe we see a guy like Nick Ritchie slide up, you know, we don't know. Um, we're, we're, we're kind of guessing there, but I do think that that's a very, um, you know, interesting spot to keep in mind because, you know, pasta is very expensive. Bergeron's pretty expensive. You might be able to get a cheap third wheel in there who, you know, saves you some right. money, but right. I'm yeah, looking I mean- at this. I'm looking at this money line, minus 186. Boston has not produced against the Devils all freaking season. Um, and that might be priced in a little bit here, honestly, because, you know, you think New Jersey plus 155 on the road, um, probably not exactly what you would think. But, you know, the Devils have held them very much in check uh, a few times they've played this year. So, um you know, I, I think that the under is a good bet here at five and a half. I don't see a ton of fireworks here. Um, and maybe this is a spot where I'm just looking to ride that Devils. Maybe uh, maybe Blackwood gets on a run here because he's not been the same goal he was last year. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, I kind of want to say the under here, but I think I like Pasternak so much in this game. 
um, that I'm considering just like not touching that and just focusing more on like a fun game prop around posture, knock like a two point game or even a two goal game, but I don't want to get, I don't like doing that that much. It just feels like it's a really tough bet to make because it's, you're, you're kind of losing so much equity up front on it that it might not be worth it. But posture knocks probably my favorite play on DraftKings in the night. He's obviously priced accordingly. He's actually eclipsed Ovechkin in the past 10 games for his I-Corsi per 60 numbers. Um, I-Corsi 4 per 60. I think I should, I don't know if I mean, it really matters either way. No, but, but, but I-Corsi but 4 doesn't really matter. Like, it's just I-Corsi. Yeah, it's, yeah, but it's the know. same thing. I don't know. I'm like, there's no difference. I'm just like looking at the actual stat and it says 4. And I'm like, that doesn't make a difference. Anyways, though, he has been really, really, really good and just not getting rewarded for it. Um, past three games without a goal. I just don't see that trend continuing. Um, I think he gets one, like he's one of my favorite, you know, bets for a goal, but plus 105, it's like, might just get more fun than that. Um, I like his shot prop a ton. I think that, you know, it could be really good. I really like the idea of just going with him, Richie and um, Greslick as like a three-man stack, uh, get that power play correlation that kind of barring Marchand's out. Um, mm-hmm. It's cheap. It's going to be unique. It's a, you know, it's a seven game slate. You don't have to get crazy with it, but that, that could hook up for a goal for sure. And if you get, you know, Pasternak, like you know, let's say Richie scores that goal and then Pasternak scores at five on five and you get those three all correlated in some capacity, grabs like a couple assists. Like you could really find a way to talk, like, get yourself into a very unique lineup build. Um, yeah, I if, think I think I'm out on I'm out on Grizzly, which you know might be saying something because I feel like I was sort of like riding, you know, but yeah. 5300 on drafting for him just feels like a bit much. So I I don't really see too much here, like from a player prop standpoint. Um, maybe Kyle Palmieri trying to show off for the uh, you know to audition for the for the Bruins because you know the Bruins it's it's right about time for them to trade for a uh, you know second line winger. Uh, they do that every year, and Palmieri's probably one of the best options on the market right now. So. Uh, you could see that, you know, him, he's been showing up lately. So I think he's a decent guy when you're talking, you know, shot props and to score a goal maybe. But in general, I think I'm mostly on the under here. Yeah, I, I like the under, but I just, I, I don't think I'm going to bet it is kind of my thought. And I like Boston, but I don't think I'm going to bet it either. Like, there's just not, it's just not All worth right. it. Let's go on over to Washington at the Rangers. Uh, this is a rematch of the game on uh, Sunday, which I believe had, 10 combined nine, goals nine, nine. um and you know that's yeah and that's almost misleading because the the capitals were just obliterating the rangers through two periods um <laughs> and like it, it like that third period was just such like a you know such a turn of fate i don't know if that means much going into this matchup here um, but I'm looking at this as like a pick them right now, minus one away on the caps. I just really want to ride that number. I, I don't, yeah. I don't really see that the Rangers are like a mark markedly better team than the caps. And I I'm just willing to believe that these caps numbers, which are pretty good, like they've actually had pretty good underlying numbers, um, that they're here to stay. And, you know, I just think I like the, the talent there as well. So, uh, any thoughts on that and maybe the over under, which is right now set at six. Yeah, I do like the caps. Um, I think it, it's very, very fair to you know, take them and, you know, like you said, to pick them. It, it, they are the better team in this matchup for sure. Um, I think that as far as player props are concerned, I don't mind taking anything with Ovechkin involved. Um, I think that him playing with Kuznetsov really bodes well for them to be, you know, well, the main reason for saying this is Kuznetsov's on the first power play now. Um, but plus 275 to score, I'm not sure if I, if I have the, the stomach for it myself. Just because like Ovechkin's such the shot taker, and you like put Kuznetsov with him, and you know Kuznetsov's more likely to set him up. So if you can get a point bet on Kuznetsov that you like, I think it's fair because he's on the first power play now. But um, more than that, I think it's a very interesting stack: Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, and Carlson. Really expensive, but you're going to be very contrarian against the McDavid's and uh, Pasternak's, which I think are going to take up a lot more ownership. Um, even really Panarin, I think, could get a decent amount into that Ovechkin amount. So I think that it's a really unique three-man that's not going to be overutilized in a game that I kind of like the over in on the six. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? And is there any other player that you wanted to get to? Yeah, no, I I really like John Carlson here. You know, you're talking a lot of stud defenders on this, you know, Tuesday night. 
Um, but John Carlson's been really quietly putting up just really solid like floor numbers in terms of shots and blocks. Um, he's averaging just about three shots a game and, you know, a shade under two blocks per game over his last 10. Um, and, you know, with that, he just hasn't had the same points that he had, you know, maybe earlier in the season, let's say, um, you know, he's going two pointless games in a row now. Like he doesn't have those double digit sort of fantasy performances. Like, you know, we're talking like 20 points because he had three assists and a you know a few shots on goal and a few blocks. He hasn't really had any of those monster games, but this matchup should be high tempo, should be high scoring. Um, I really think that John Carlson's in line to put up something, you know, something that we see from say Adam Fox, where he put up like 50 against the freaking Flyers. Um, not, not, not necessarily calling that high of a score, but like, I do think that there's a lot of ceiling in Carlson that we haven't really seen yet. And he's doing sort of the, the laying the groundwork, I think, to sort of, you know, have one of those massive games. So I think he's my favorite defenseman on the night in general. And, you know, uh, if you're talking block shot props, which you can find places, um, you know, shot on goal props, any of that, I do think that he offers a lot of value um, as a sort of complement to Ovechkin. Yeah, no, for sure, for sure. Um, is there anything else in this game? I mean, we really touched too much on the Rangers. I feel like it's kind of obvious with the Rangers. Like, and I, you know, this is something I said in the morning skate pod as well. I keep calling back to it, but there's such a high concentration of minutes with the Rangers, and I think that you know enough people at this point in in like DFS circles understand game theory. They understand you know not kind of riding these hot streaks too much because they they fizzle out and the it bumps the, the price up so much. Like Zabinajad at one point was like five and a half. Now he's what, like seven, seven, I think, yeah. you know, I, but I do think there's some merit to stacking up with the Rangers because there's such a high concentration of minutes that you know where they're going to go to. So I think taking Panarin, Strom and Fox in some capacity, even though their prices are like at their peak still isn't the worst just because it's a seven game slate. You're not, you know, picking between 14 different teams where this matchup is the best. So it's like, what's the point? Like this, still could be a game where, like I said, it could go for nine again. Um, I think that's well within the realm of possibility. So I don't hate it. Um, I don't know if it's going to end up making too many of my lineups, but I do want to try to get the share of it because I think it's going to be – this game's going to get overlooked. Um, is that fair enough to say? Um, maybe. I mean, I kind of feel like people will be chasing the Rangers a little I just, bit. I just think but that but having Tampa and Carolina cheaper than Washington – and the Rangers is going to drive enough ownership out um, to those games. I think there's just clearly better matchups. Um, but if you're ready for that, we can get right over to Columbus at Tampa right now. If you want to, yeah, yeah, um, hop on over. Yeah, we, we can do that. So Tampa taking on this you know listless looking Columbus team, as we just mentioned, Tampa minus two forty five. Um, you know, not sure how much you want to make out of two games, but. Watching those two games really told me, I think, everything that I needed to know to make my call here uh, because, you know, it was not just losses to the Red Wings. Like, that happens. Sometimes you get goalied. You know, sometimes you get bad bounces. Like, this was utter domination. Um, so for that reason, you know, maybe Torts gets something together and, you know, can, can fix this, but I don't really see it. We've sort of been writing this, you know, CBJ is terrible all year. Um, so I'm just going to keep that going. Like I like the Tampa puck line here. Um, yeah. I, I obviously like the money line as well, but I do think there's a pretty significant edge there. Like if this Columbus team just refuses to show up and play. Um, so I'm willing to go with Tampa here, but what are your thoughts on that? And maybe some particular players that you like from this game? Yeah. I think if you're taking Tampa, just take the puck line. I agree with that for sure. It, it's what's the point. I mean, minus two forty five. I just don't want to put money on that. It just isn't fun. Um, and I, I don't gamble because I get to make a living. Like I, I gamble to enjoy and, and, and be a part of this community and stuff. Like I don't put money on minus two for well, yeah, minus two forty five. That's just isn't the way I play. Um, I think more interestingly, uh, Tampa Bay, I like them to win by a lot. I think they could put up five or six. I think it, more a more interesting fun bet would be to put some money on Tyler Johnson to score at plus two eighty five, just because he's playing with uh, you know Point and Palat. Um, we've mentioned a lot that Palat's sort of at, at, least, at least as of late, and when he's been playing with Point, been the primary shot taker. But you know Point's kind of cooled off entirely from shooting and really become more of a setup man. 
I think that, you know, Palat and Johnson have, you know, pretty good chances to score plus 225 per point plus uh, what I say, a 285 for Johnson. I think putting money on either of those, or maybe even both, not obviously you can't do it together, but, but uh, you know, put some money on both of those. And I really like one of them to, to find the back of the net um, points, such an elite playmaker. And when he's kind of, you know, cooling off on taking shots himself is just like, let's get in on both line mates. Um, it's probably my favorite stack of the night as well, that unit and maybe with Hedman, but I think, uh, I think Carlson's a bit better to play. I think Hedman might be a, a bit better to play, like just on face value. So that's what I'm thinking about doing in this game. I think that, you know, like the Tampa scores at least five, which is why I kind of like the over, but I'm not super keen on it because Columbus could easily get shut out in this matchup. Uh, best left yeah. the net. If he is like, I just won't touch it, but. Yeah, we don't really need to talk more about the Tampa guys. I think you covered, you know, what they're going to do or whatever. But mm. we should just mention on this Columbus side, like, um, you know, like maybe they're not the absolute worst team in the league. You know, they still do literally have a playoff berth that they could fight for, theoretically. Um, I don't see it happening. But if they were to, uh, I think a guy like Oliver Bergstrand could be the catalyst to, you know, gets things going for them. Um, he has very clearly been their sort of time on ice leader as of late. Um, he's getting, you know, sort of quote unquote promotions into like high leverage offensive roles. Um, and when a guy like Bjorkstrand is the talent, he has the shooting talent, um, is sort of able to take over a game. Like, I, I do think that Tampa isn't infallible. They, I think they actually recently overtook the league lead for most uh, time spent penalty killing per game. So a guy like Bjorkstrand, I think you can get a shot prop right about even money. Um, I really like that over, like, even though they only had 17 shots on Sunday against the Red Wings, um, Bergstrand still put up three, you know, got a safe little over there. Um, so I, I still do think I like that, um, you know, that shot prop and specifically Oliver Bjorkstrand. It's just the rest of this team get lost, like go, you know, go figure it out. Torch will get fired and try again next year. So, yeah, you know, you know that's actually a really good point. Cause they did talk about that on um, 31 thoughts, how Tampa's really been taking penalties early to like, get penalties late like that's been like kind of the way they're doing it like john cooper is like clearly taking an aggressive approach and they're taking the most penalties in the league because referees even it out like that's just the way it goes right. as has been accented multiple times and i'm sure anyone listening knows even more about that from from these the guys on this podcast um so yeah no it's <laughs> you know it, it really yep. yeah I, I think if you're if you're betting on you know anytime Tampa's playing, if you want to bet on the other team to get a power play point for one of their top guys, especially if it's like a you know Ovechkin type of a guy where his yeah. power play point prop against them, like it's it's I think strong enough. There's a good enough chance of that happening that it's worth yeah, doing. No, I, um, I think that's so, fine. Like that's um, how, that's what Tampa's gonna play. So until they right, call so, it right, that's the way it goes. So the other you know the other sort of half of that weekend series of Columbus, uh, Detroit having two pretty strong performances. Um, they're heading into Florida, um, in you know what is one of the worst stories of this weekend was the loss of Aaron Ekblad for Florida. Um, but this Florida team also is likely to be without Barkov and likely to be without Patrick Hornquist. Uh, be sure to check in on morning skate. There we didn't get any pure confirmation on the statuses of those two. Um, but this Florida team is very, very banked up. Detroit, you know, coming off of two strong efforts at plus 188 on the road. DJ, can I talk you into a Red Wings money line bet here, or am I am I just a little too off base here? Uh, unfortunately, I'm just uh, – it's a no for me, dog, but <laughs> I understand it, and, like, everything you're saying is correct, but, you know, Florida did kind of – it together they were what four to one over dallas last game um they did the game before that, uh, was, that was last game yeah and then the game before verhage had the hat trick right am i right or is, was that the last yeah game? no that that is true like um, they're not bad like even though they're losing guys like I don't, I don't know what it is because quenville is it they're not the savers i don't know you can convince me of it being anything they, they're finding ways to win and get, make guys, and get guys that just are producing no matter what so i'm just not willing to bet on Detroit. I think that that's a very smart uh, method. Uh, not betting on Detroit to win is probably working for most people. So yeah, not going to do it here. Um, <laughs> you know, I don't know if there's any one prop line I like more than anything else. I, I guess my, my favorite thing, I was, well, not my favorite thing. I, the thing I was hoping for the most was that we were going to see a big influx of minutes for uh, Mr. Keith Yandel. It didn't happen. Oh. They lose Ekblad. Ekblad only played 10 minutes before that horrific injury. And again, 
terrible to see. And Yandel still only saw 15 minutes of ice time. So I'm kind of just fading defensemen in this game. Um, I don't know if there's a ton, a ton of value for Florida just because I don't know if you want to pay up for, for Hagee without uh, Barkoff. And Huberdo is just like a bit priced out of consideration for me, but I could, I could see why you might do it. Um, I kind of like the under here. I, I just think it's, you know, really sets up for a two, nothing, two, one special. And other than that notes on this game is, you know, with Florida, with all the injuries and everything, their first powerful unit without Ekblad, Matt, I mean, I know you know it, but we had a uh, minimum salary, Brett Connolly, who actually yeah. had 18 minutes of ice time. He doesn't shoot very much, but doesn't do very much 18, at all, actually. Just, no, if you're, if you're playing there. with Huberto and on the power play and 18 minutes against Detroit, like I, I could talk myself into it. So it was Connolly, Huberto, Wenberg, Yandel, and Verhage moved up to the top unit. Mm-hmm. I'm very, very hopeful Tippett gets a look there. Um, we kind of talked about it. You know, Ekblad, he's a trigger guy. We've mentioned that a million times. You know, why not put maybe your best shooter in that spot? in Owen Tippett. I think that that would make the most sense or even Vetrano. Um, Verhage is a good shot, but it's not quite at that elite level. I don't And he's that. not a righty. Like, I don't. Yeah, he's not right. Maybe it was just the you know, heat of the game, way it was going. You know, Verhage was super hot. They just thought put him on the power play, but yeah, we'll see what happens yeah. there. Yeah, no, that's, um, yeah, that, that's really sort of my problem. It's like Tippett does the same thing that Ekblad does just on the second unit. Why not just slide him up? But coaches aren't logical like that, I guess. So, yeah. um, you know, it is what it is, and we have to deal with it. Um, I just – I really don't think I'm in on this version of the Florida Panthers. I think that Barkov is far too important. Um, yeah, they, they won – you know, they won a game against the, the Stars or whatever, but they did get pretty heavily outshot in both those contests. Um, you know, part of that could be score effects and yada, yada, but it's not like they dominated play. Um, and I just don't really want to lay the odds on them, you know, minus 230 to win. Um, no. And I just don't think I want to lay the odds on any of their players. Like, you know, I just – I don't trust Huberto. I, I probably never will at this point. But um, actually, the last show we did on Thursday, I'm pretty sure I was like, Carter Verhage, no point, easy money. And it hit. It was like super easy money, you know, hit. And of course, the weekend comes and he picks up a freaking hat trick. But, um, you know, it's just he heard us just a little bit late. I think you can go back to that if they offer that line again. Just just it's probably going to be way better now. Like harder for Hagee, no point. Like, I just don't see it with this team. I don't see them sort of generating like the the, the number of offensive chances that they would with Barkov in. Um, So I'm just either staying away or riding some of these Detroit guys on the Detroit side. Anthony Mantha. Maybe it's Mantha time again. I swore him off for good like a month ago because he burned me so Always bad. He's come back. He was my prize pick. He was everything else. Just burned me. I ruled him out. But then I watched this weekend and it's like, oh, that Mantha guy, he's actually pretty good. Like, you know, Larkin's not even on the top power play unit. It's Anthony Mantha's season. So, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm playing yeah, 4K you can, Mantha. You can just <laughs> lock in Mantha for no points. You can actually lock him in to get benched now. Thanks, Matt, for ruining Anthony Mantha once again. I, I don't know. Honestly, I like the idea of just not putting this game in parlay too. But if I was going to do it, I, I just might just do the under. Honestly, just take the under and move on. Like Other than that, I think the one kind of odd goal prop is Zadina, but it's only plus 375. Like I don't think it's quite as ridiculous i don't know it seems like all these props are just right in the middle it's like they, yeah, like I, some guy's gonna score but we don't know who it's like um my favorite ratko gudis 14 to 1 i i don't know like without ekblad they need they need someone to do the shooting he's gonna be minutes gudis is out he will be out there his, with the empty net what is his know? blocks prop oh there it's probably too yeah. low yeah he's yeah he's, 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 he's good the, he's, he's a good dfs player yeah. um uh, I'm, I'm good with him obviously you know pretty prestigious betting him and any sort of gold pop or anything but like like you know dfs i think you got to consider him just with the vacuum of minutes that ekblad opens up so uh let's move on from that game though because we've spent a lot of time yeah, i like we're like freaking... we hate this game don't yeah. play it and they're like yeah. let's go over right. 20 minutes so this game is pretty fun though carolina at chicago uh carolina minus 155 road favorite uh yeah, coming so off fun. of marty nature's night you know nature's single-handedly yeah. took down the lightning now he heads into Chicago. Um, you know, how do you feel about this one? Any interest in the home dog uh, Hawks no. or maybe the no. over under? It's currently set at five and a half. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's I, the, I think it was seems the like over, a jam. 
I, th- I like the over slightly more than just taking Carolina at minus 155. Like I take shop props at minus 155 all the time thinking like, this isn't, this is about my, you don't want to go too much over this Carolina to win this game. I mean, come on, like Chicago just gets so much respect from Vegas and there's just such a middling, like average team. I, no, 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 no. I'm taking Carolina. I'm taking the over. It seems pretty easy. We're getting my boy back, Vinny Trocek, super high on him all year. Remember when we used to get him at like, plus 310 to score. I do. I do. He comes back at plus 155. I still think it's worth it. Uh, him and Sveshnikov, though, just in general, <laughs> together, again, um, it feels so good. First power play. I love the idea I, of getting a first power no, play that's, back with them. No, that's that's not true. That's, that's not, not true. true. We talked we talked about this, DJ. Marty Natchez is still on that top power play. They, they confirmed that, which is they why did. I – Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's, that's, why it's, that's why it's the Marty party time, baby. DraftKings left this guy. Just at take out Jordan Stall. Like, why are we, why are we doing that? I don't like, know why we're doing this. You're, you're totally right. You, just, you, totally you put in, right. you put in Trocheck. I don't care. I don't care what anyone says. But I'm like, playing Trocheck and Sveshnikov. Like, that's happening. Well, so, absolutely. I, I think yeah. that. So, I mean, let's talk about this from like the DFS standpoint of things because people are going to flood the aisles to be playing. You know, Aho Nechas and uh, Nino Niederreiter confirmed top line, but you know, you're looking at Trocheck. Svechnikov at 5,600, like he's not done anything, but he's still their main shooter. Like he's just missing a ton of nets and not scoring goals, but he'll do that. I think Svechnikov enough, he's definitely going to score. We, <laughs> That's right. We'll just Martin Gallo until he does. Um, just every game we're like, yeah, you know, so, over on the shots and a goal. Yeah, two, two games in a row, Svechnikov doesn't go over. I'm but, I'm baffled. So sorry, let me let me just finish that thought there because okay. Svechikov and Trocek, like, you know, while Trocek might be a little overpriced for the lack of role or whatever, you throw in Jesper Foss there and you say, oh, well, Svechikov takes a bunch of shots in the first power play. They don't score. Second power play over the boards, Trocek, Jesper Foss. Jesper Foss is 2.5K. He lets you spend up for those big boys, you know, like McDavid and, you know, Pasternak and Ovechkin uh, without, you know, needing to do a whole lot. And he correlates really well with those two guys. Like Jesper Foss is a really good player, um, obviously super cheap, and he and Trocek could combine on that second power play goal uh, that you need. So, you know, I don't hate the idea, but I, I do think that the, the, the party Marty time is only begun. Like forty seven hundred, like you know, I, I'm I'm taking out second second mortgages on houses I don't own to just jam in. <laughs> uh Nechas because he's he's so good man he's so good second leases on the apartment <laughs> yes i'm good subletting idea. i'm subletting my own bedroom and sleeping on the streets <laughs> <laughs> all right all right marty party in the streets i like it yeah um is there anything on the chicago side you want to get to i mean i feel like I, we should just completely ignore it but yeah i mean um, the I mean, huge news of the kirby, weekend yeah. kirby doc like yeah yeah, this game is fun, man. Like Kirby Doc is yeah, sub three K. Doc, um, really, really cheap. So that it was uh, Yanmark, Doc, and Kane. Debrinket played with Suter and uh, what Kershaw, well, but Kane, <laughs> Kane with plays everyone. with every yeah yeah. yeah exactly. So yeah, um, yeah. So it's uh, the Kane. Kane assisted on one of Debrinket's goals, right? Yes, one of them. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So if you play Kane playing with whoever, but Kane and Debrinket are really expensive against Carolina. That's kind of hard to talk me into. Um, Agreed. Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be, it's, this game is a lot of fun. The over is real strong in my eyes. Like yeah, maybe that, one of the best, best of the night. So if you get five and a half, I think you just, uh, you, you, you put the money right there. Yep. I, I, I definitely do agree with that. Um, I, I even think that you could bet a guy like uh, Nechas at plus three or 220. 235 anytime goal. Um, like I just really want to ride the wave because I was worried about his shots on goal. Like they were low. And then the yeah. last like five, six games, he's been firing. Um, so I am, you know, very willing to take bets, you know, take chances on guys who just profile with such skilled, like high talent level guys, um, figuring out that like, hey, you need to shoot the score in the league. Um, and sort of figuring that out as they go. Like we saw Mitch Marner do that this year and his fantasy values skyrocketed. Um, so maybe Nate Schatz is sort of the same deal, you know, in one of the best spots that you could imagine, I think, in what should be a high scoring game. So over jam it. Let's get to the last, uh, last game of the night. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think this is a really fun game because like we have two teams like in, in Dallas that are trying to fight for a playoff spot in Nashville's. I, I feel like the consistent, like, can they sneak back in? Like, who knows? Probably not. 
But, um, you know, it, it, it's two teams that have definitely underperformed in the season, but we get them at basically a pick them. Um, I really couldn't tell you. I want to say Dallas. I, I think that that's where everything's kind of leads to. Um, as long as they're in somewhat of good health, I doubt we get Radulov, but, you know, Hintz has been in for a few games in a row. Hintz, Pavelski, Robertson, um, you know, Heiskanen, put, put it all together five on five in a power play. I could see it, but I just I kind of like the under here, which is why I'm probably not going to have too much game stacks going on. Um, but what do you think? Where is your head at? Are you thinking that any interest in in the over here or you know one of the sides? Like I said, I think I like Dallas. Yeah, like I on the under. I don't think I want to bet either over under here. Um, and if I were to bet a side, I, I do think I would go with this uh, this Nashville side. I, I it's tough not knowing the status of Philip Forsberg to, to really yeah. make that sort of call because I do think he's just a really, 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 really good player. Um, but if we're following the Rupe hints, you know, every other game type thing, he played last game. So maybe he sits out this one. Um, so you might get a small edge there. Um, there's just so much uncertainty with these, the stars team yeah. and Nashville is feeling themselves, you know, like they're coming in. I think they've won five in a row, six in a row, maybe um, they're back from the dead, you know, like, uh, Columbus certainly isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Uh, Chicago seems, you know, Nashville took two games off Chicago. So like Nashville has a very clear shot to making the playoffs and, you know, probably just losing to Tampa, but like this team has everything to play for right now. And they do seem to be pretty good. Um, again, their power play actually doing stuff is such a game breaker for yeah. Nashville. So I, I do like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know any anything specifically. Like, I, I think I would side with Nashville. But anything specific you wanted to talk about? No, I mean it's. I think that it it really it, it's a good it's a good toss up. I like I said, I think I'm slightly leaning Dallas, um, and that might just be because I think that Hint is going to maybe play, but it's so hard to know. And this, he, when he thing. plays, he looks so good. And that's he looks so good. And, like... and that's the thing. It's like this, this top unit. I really like the, the idea of Pavelski hints, Robertson and, and the defense has been so good. I mean, Miro had what, like seven shots on goal last game. Um, but you're right. There's so much uncertainty in this game that it's going to be hard for me to put a lot of, you know, I, I don't think we'll know on hints. Obviously we won't know on hints. I doubt we know on Forsberg until puck drop. So with all that uncertainty, I'm probably just like not going to stay away. From, I am going to stay away from the money line um, and the, and the over under just, you know, if you have that much talent missing from the game, you know, that's going to really drive home the under, but if they're in, you know, it's, it could definitely change it on a, on a you know last second basis. So um, I think I'm a little more interested in some props here. Um, I, I want to, say, I, I, if you can find the Heisken and, you know, over on the shots, like be my guest because he has been shooting like an unbelievable amount as of late. Um, the one thing is uh, Roman Yosti minutes haven't quite been there yet, which is why yeah, at the top weird. of the defense, I'm just not really that interested in playing him. Um, he was, you know, seeing like almost, you know, 25, 26, 27 minutes before the injury. I expect under around 20 last game. He did have the breakout 22 point uh, uh, DraftKings night, but I'm not sure I'm willing to put much, uh, you know, just on an individual basis bet on him in a prop. I'm yeah, more interested it, in Arvidsson if you can get him, especially if Forsberg's out. Yeah, absolutely. If Forsberg's out, you know, like Arvidsson does sort of need to step up in that case. Um, I, I think you'll get a pretty, pretty good number on Arvidsson. Um, so even, you know, Arvidsson's not really a power play guy. So if you like the power play, maybe go Tolvin in, but like, Arvidsson is just a guy who's firing pucks from everywhere most of the time. Um, so I really do think that he makes for a really, a really nice play here. If you like the Nashville side over Dallas, which I think I do. Um, but, you know, definitely a lot of late news to keep in mind as we do that. So anything else here um, before we get to some of our recapping our favorite bets and some DFS stacks uh, we should mention? No, I think we just get to our favorite bets. This, this game isn't one of the more exciting ones, so. Um, yeah, I think I'll, I'll kick it off. Uh, Carolina, Chicago over. I put it in. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, all right. I will go with the Edmonton Montreal game and I, I'm trying to figure out where, where to go with that because I think there's a lot of bets that I like on their face. Um, but let, let's get crazy. Let's do the one that I sort of, uh, was, was referring to Edmonton 
at one point in this game will be trailing, but don't worry. Edmonton will pull it off. They'll get the dub. Uh, plus 410 on that number. Like, like again, I'm just rooting so hard for overtime here um, because, you know, that that I think will be the perfect game script for, um, you know, my DFS lineups to hit with McDavid and, you know, those Montreal guys. And for this bet to hit, like, it does seem like a perfect storm here. Uh, it could be brewing. Yeah, I think um, my next, I, I like the Tampa puck line. Right now it's, you know, minus one and a half plus what? 108, yeah. I'm reading that wrong. I think. Let me get let me get into it here. What honestly? Maybe I don't know. I don't know. If I want to do a correct score? I feel like I hate those bets. Um, but the Tampa puck line, whatever it ends up being. Yeah, um, I'm gonna do it. Detroit money line. We're in. Don't. We're in. I'm not. We're in. Yeah, Sorry. Player props. A uh, couple player props. I guess we should probably do a couple quick. Um. I, you know, Tampa, I, I really hope I could get a Palat one uh, shots. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to on DraftKings, but we'll get over on FanDuel, I'm sure. If it's, you know, two and a half, uh, I think the over on that all day. Yeah. Um, let's do, let's do a Leon, you know, Dreisaitl. Um, he's been shooting a good amount. He, he has been, and he's cooled off a little bit as of late, but it's still that same role, um, you know, with, with McDavid, with Puliyarv, and I think that the power plays, you know, will come. They just haven't really been there the last few games for Edmonton, and you know, sometimes that's just random. You know, I don't really read too much into it. So I do think that you know they're they're in line to have a night where it's like, oh yeah, that's why you pay you know nine K for these Oilers because their power play is so condensed um, and just so good um, that I think Leon Dreisaitl his his shot prop will just be too low. Um, so I'm willing to take a take a stance on that one. All right. With all that being said, you want to get over to our favorite stacks of the night. Yeah, uh, let's let's do that. Um, so I will lead that one off with the Ovechkin Kuznetsov stack. Um, you could play Daniel Sprong with it. I don't see that being too strong. Um, you know, TJ Oshie should go from third line center to second line wing. You know, that sort of flip flop. But Kuznetsov back on that top power play to me just really unlocks a lot. So getting Ovechkin, getting John Carlson, um, I just really like Kuznetsov as a player, and I'm happy to you know jump on even if he's 5200 um, because I'm just you know I'm really really in on his talent level and what he's shown the last few games. Yeah, I mean I think Tampa one is it's just too good to pass up. It's just not priced correctly. I don't think 6200 point, uh, 6100 Palat, and then super cheap 3300 Tyler Johnson um they get a couple goals five on five and you know all three are involved and you're in a really good spot and I think you could still get exposure to that Edmonton Montreal game um I'm not sure if McDavid's gonna fit perfectly in there I'm gonna probably try it but mm -hmm. yeah that, that could definitely work yeah I mean just just a couple because you know it's not it's not really a big deal which one you pick, honestly, but both of those Montreal lines, I think, are just fantastic values. They will let you fit in, you know, these upper-priced studs. I think I'm leaning toward Gallagher, uh, Tatar, and Deneau, yeah. um, but you could absolutely go Suzuki, Anderson, and Juin. Like, they're just both so cheap. Um, you know that this Edmonton team can give up goals and bunches. Um, and, you know, I just think there's a lot to like there at their respective prices, uh, which are just too low, frankly, across the industry. Yeah, definitely. Um, is there anything else we should get to? Uh, we should definitely, I think, yeah. just mention uh, a couple goalies. Okay, oh, let's do a couple goalies first. You know, uh, a couple because... goalies first, and then I'll let you. I mean, like I said, I, I like the under in the, uh, the Dallas Nashville game. So depending on who starts, <laughs> I could I get talked into either. Um, Soros, they have listed as a day to day. Is that a thing? Maybe I'm losing my mind. He didn't sort of Sunday, but I didn't think that was. Yeah, I mean, he didn't even back up. It was Kasiskuo. <laughs> I don't even know. I feel like DJ trying to pronounce that name. Um, but yeah, it was, it was their like third stringer dressing. Yeah. So well, that, yeah. they, they traded from, he was on the Maple Leaves. They traded for him. Um, sure. Yeah, so I guess you know, especially if Rene's in net, then I I really like the uh, Kadobin, um, Ottinger, either one of them. I mean, I know you're, you know where I'm going with this. Sixty nine hundred. We're riding don't. the wave on Calvin Picard. God, you know he 
plays back to back games against Columbus and I knew you were gonna do it only too, sees like only sees thirty nine shots across two games, but he's all I gotta say is like, of them. If you if you played Elvis over Picard, that's probably crazy. That that's crazy right there. So like at the bottom, you know, I gotta give it to you. Um that's not the worst thing in the world. Uh other than that, I mean I think if you're spending up, I probably prefer Nadelkovich Reimer at the top. I just I don't see a real good reason to play one of the Florida guys or no. the Tampa guys, just because I don't think they're going to quite see yeah. the shots that they um, need. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Halak is just pretty broken. So I think that they like, got the top. Like, he's actually been okay. Like It's funny because I feel like every time I've played him, he's been terrible, but he's actually not been bad. So it's, it's playable, but I, again, I think at yeah. the top, you, you, just, right. you just want to take the guy with the best chance to break the slate. And I think that's a Carolina goalie to get the shot out. All right, so yeah, I mean, I think that'll just about do it. That that was what we had here, DJ. What are you rocking today? You're rocking the you're rocking oh. the Minnesota Twins, right? Baseball. Yeah, yeah. DJ DJ's a Twins guy, believe it or not. Growing up in Rochester, you know, just just fell in love the with the Twins. And the Twins were yeah. together, um, and I and I don't like winning playoff games, and I've done <laughs> great yeah. at picking teams that don't win playoff games. The, Sabres, the stupid Browns had to ruin it this yeah. year by winning yeah. the first one in my lifetime, but but um. Yeah, so you know, baseball is coming up on uh, Chiefs' first pitch is on Thursday, the first. Um, so there was something that I found really interesting. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, uh, I believe it's on the the PME feed. It's not on the Mayo Media Network feed. It could be. I'm honestly not sure how that works, but it was on Pat Mayo's main feed where he had some guys on from FTN. Um, basically going over their baseball optimizer and sort of talking about like the different packages that you could sign up for at FTN or whatever. Um, when you do that, you know, just make sure you use promo code Mayo when you sign up. Um, but I did find that if you are interested in baseball and sort of getting like a refresher on not only like, you know, what do I look for, whatever, but like actually, you know, what are these tools? How do I use them? Even if they're not FTN specific, um, they did have a lot of good tips about just like how to use an optimizer, you know, to set up lineups in the best ways. Um, because frankly, it's not just push button print money. Like we all wish they were, but that's just not how it works. Um, so I did find that one really interesting. Uh, it's worth a listen. I think if you are looking for something, you know, to, to get ready for the baseball season, be sure to check that one out over um, on the PME feed. So I think that's it. Um, big thanks to Prize Picks for sponsoring this show. Uh, use promo code MMN when you sign up over there. DJ, anything you want to say before we head out? Um, don't bet on the Sabres. And I'm sure we'll be sitting here on Thursday telling you don't bet on the Red Wings. But, you know. <laughs> all right. Yeah, not, thank you all. for me. Yeah, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll talk on Thursday. Mm-hmm.